What is up, everybody? It is Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona. As I record this, it is 11.10 p.m. Central Time on Friday night. And uh, I do apologize because I missed you earlier today on the Locked on podcast. Uh, crazy day. I didn't get it recorded this morning, and that's on me. But uh, LSU played a basketball game tonight against Furman. They got a win, a 75-57 uh, by far their most impressive pre-conference win to date. So I figured, you know what, let's do a podcast right now recapping this. So as you're having your coffee on Saturday morning, or maybe if you're staying up late tonight, uh, you'll have a few thoughts on this ball game. So I want to dive into this um, also, and this will be a basketball podcast, uh, because the football team did not have media availability and won't again until they get to Arizona uh, for the Fiesta Bowl. So what I want to do here is dive into this basketball game against Furman and also a couple of other interesting notes. Um, as uh, uh, Will Wade announced that they've awarded uh, Wade Sims's scholarship to uh, to a walk-on player, which is a, a pretty special thing for this team, um, considering the, the circumstances uh, surrounding Wade's death. And also uh, fantastic news for a former Tiger who uh, is now in the NBA after being signed on Friday. So we'll get to, to all of that here. I'm going to have a quick step aside here as we start, and I'll come back and I'll dive into this LSU and Furman game. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, we continue locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona. So LSU beats Furman uh, 75 to 57 at the PMAC. And uh, let's just start with the starters. And that's kind of where this thing was interesting as Will Wade decided yet again to go big. And this is kind of a big question, obviously, with this team, you know, coming into the season to see just how, uh, how the rotations would go and if they play small, because obviously you have three guards with Tremont Waters and Skylar Mays and the Javante Smart, um, and trying to get all those guys on the floor. And then you've got great, great talent like, like Nas Reed and, uh, you know, Emmett Williams and Darius Day, some of that, that freshman class. Uh, but what was interesting, obviously, uh, about the St. Mary's game is that for the first time in his career, Tremont Waters, uh, came off the bench for the first time in 41 games. And then he did it again on Friday night against, um, against Furman. And it ended up actually paying dividends as Tremont Waters had a really good night. He was seven of 18 from the floor. He led LSU with 20 points. Um, he was steady. Uh, he stuffed the stat sheet tonight. Seven assists. Um, he did have four turnovers. Uh, in the ball game, but two steals, played 35 minutes. Only Skylar Mays with 36 minutes uh, played more minutes in the ball game than did Tremont Waters. You know, Mays was the guy uh, that got LSU going early offensively. He was 7 of 10 from the floor, super efficient night for Skylar with 16 points, and he was the guy that kind of got LSU going early. Uh, but Tremont Waters, when he came off the bench, uh, about the 17-minute mark of the first half, uh, really paced the Tigers tonight. But Clearly, if you watch the game, it, it was a tale of two halves. I would say that it was the best defensive effort overall of the season 
Uh, Furman was a team that came in averaging about 86 points a game, and LSU held them to 57 by far their season low. So um, just a fantastic defensive effort. And you know, one of the criticisms, I think, of this team so far, and I, I certainly share, as I think many have, as as they've tried to figure out what they are, is the – I don't know if it's the, the unwillingness or – certainly it's not an inability, but seemingly just the unwillingness to, to go inside. You know, this is a team with a ton of size and a ton of length. I mean, you can look at Bigby Williams, who's just shy of seven feet tall, uh, Nas Reed is just, um, I, it was started the season, called him an alien. He's 6'10, 250, and he's just carved of stone, and he's dreadlocks flying. I mean, they've got so much size and length, and even a guy like Marlon Taylor, who, you know, maybe isn't 6'8 or 6'9, who can jump out the gym, and he, he, he can defend so athletically on the wing, and also, um, you know, affect the rim because of his leaping ability. He had a monster dunk in the second half where he went through a defender who actually got his hand on the ball. You know, Will Wade said after the game, like, you can't coach that, which is just so true. I mean, it's, he's just got fantastic ability. It's one of the things we keep saying about this team. Like, it's, they, I, I keep getting asked the question, are they overrated? And the answer is like, no, they're, like, they're full. Like, if you watch this team play, they've got so much length and size and, and athleticism and ability. They got guys that are going to play in the NBA. It's just, they've got to figure out, you know, how to play together and how they're going to be most efficient and most effective. And, like in the first half of this ball game, defensively LSU was awesome. Um, they were you know, they held Furman to thirty five percent, just ten of twenty eight shooting uh, from the floor in the first half, while LSU was uh, was at fifty four percent from the floor in the first half. But still, the the bugaboo for LSU was fourteen first half turnovers, and that was devastating. I mean, it's just. It has been the Achilles heel of this team so far. They went to break uh, with LSU with a four-point lead, 31-27, and the only reason the game was close was because of the 14 first-half turnovers. Now, LSU finished the game with 17 turnovers. So it was very clear what Will Wade told his team at halftime. He said, look, we're going to stop turning the ball over, and we're going to throw the damn ball in the paint. And, you know, like A great example of that is, is Nas Reed. Like, one of the big criticisms early was that was a guy who's at 6'10", 6'9", 6'10", who's out playing the wing. You know, he's he's you know, he's catching the ball, facing the basket. He's trying to beat someone off the dribble. And he's pulling up for threes. Like, every time it seemed in this game that Nas Reed touched the ball, uh, he was taking a pass down on the block with his back to the basket. He was making the guy miss. And that's where LSU had the advantage in this ball game. You know, the biggest guy on this roster for Furman uh, was Rafferty, who's 6'8". And he's he's a... He's a good mid-major big, but he's six eight. And Will Wade went went with his size, and he put Cavell Bigby Williams on Rafferty, and he made his life miserable. Rafferty was just four of seven from the floor. Uh, he got in foul trouble. He finished that with four fouls, just nine points for a guy that was averaging seventeen thereabouts coming into the ball game. Held to just nine on the night in thirty-seven minutes. Um, the other. The other thing that LSU did a brilliant job of, and this is probably burying the lead, but you know, uh, the thing about this this Furman team is they're second in the country in three point attempts. They average about twenty nine and a half three point attempts a game. Well, they shot thirty one against LSU, but they only made nine of them. So LSU defended the for an LSU team that at times this year has struggled defending the perimeter. They were fantastic tonight. It, it was their most complete defensive effort of the season and they held they held Furman to just nine of thirty one from three in the ball game. You know, Jordan Lyons, this guy we told you 
you know, has a game this, this year already where he scored 54 points earlier this year in a game. You know, when he made 15 three pointers, he was just two of seven from three point range, five of 16 on the night, uh, for, uh, 13 points. So, you know, the two leading scorers for Furman that had paced this offense were basically held in check and they didn't go. So the Furman offense didn't go. And that's because LSU size and length, you know, were a problem for Furman all night long. Uh, and that was just, it was fantastic to see. So, Again, a, like a tale of two halves where you know, LSU turned the ball over. They played great defensively in the first half, but offensively, the 14 turnovers were terrible. And as a result, you know, 13, 13 of Furman's first half, 29 first half, or 27 first half points came off of LSU turnovers. LSU cut down the turnovers in the second half, and then they dominated the paint. For the game, LSU finished with 50. 5-0, 50 points in the paint. And that's what this team is. And I, like, it may not be sufficient, uh, against SEC teams that, that have the type of physicality that LSU will. I'm not saying that every team in the conference is going to be able to match LSU's size, but when you have a size advantage, like LSU did in this ballgame, like, pound the paint. I mean, it's what, it's what, it's where this team has its advantage. And they need to take advantage of it. So that's what LSU did in the second half. Uh, 50 points in the paint for the game. Uh, they dominated the backboards as well, 40 to 22. And LSU also pulled down, uh, also pulled down 12 offensive rebounds to just eight for Furman. So you know, LSU took advantage of the, uh, of the, they exploited the advantage that they had in this ball game, which was fantastic to see. And and that's the kind of thing where, you know, for those that say and maybe criticize this team and wonder if maybe they don't have a, um, I, I, you know, kind of scroll on Twitter on the game and not that during the game, not say that Twitter is the be all end all, but you, know, you scroll Twitter during the game and part of the criticism that I was seeing was it's, it's street ball. They don't look like they have any type of, of fluidity on offense. They're not moving the ball. Well, quite honestly, in this game, sometimes you just take what they give you and, and take where your advantage is. It's like, if you want to, I mean, I hate to do this, but like, if you want a football analogy, look at like, you know, the, the bowl game that we've been talking about. This UCF allows 230 rush yards a game. I think like, I don't care that LSU might be missing receivers or, you know, that Justin Jefferson hasn't been practicing. Like, the, their biggest weakness is their inability to stop the run. You got big physical offensive linemen and, and you know, in backs that you trust and a quarterback that runs like run the ball. So I look at this ball game and it's the same thing. You know, Furman's a team that, that was a small LSU had great size advantage. So pound the ball inside, get easy buckets, use your length to affect their and contest their three point attempts because they're going to shoot a bunch of them, make them shoot bad threes, crash the boards, you know, and don't give them second chance points and you're going to win the ball game. And LSU did and they want it, they want it going away. So. Just a great, a great game and a great win for this team right now that moves to nine and three. Uh, it's the first time LSU had a ranked opponent at the PMAC in December since 2006 when A&M came to the PMAC. Uh, and that was an A&M team that was still in the Big 12. And the time before that was when number one Arizona came in in December of 2002 and LSU and John Brady upset them number one Arizona. So it's, it, just to put it into context, like it's few and far between when LSU's had these opportunities with ranked teams coming into the PMAC, uh, this early in the season. So that was an, you know, an awesome 
win for LSU in part also because you, not only was it a ranked opponent, but you know, this is a Furman team that's going to win a whole bunch of games this year. And this is going to be, as we mentioned, this will be the, 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 the opponent with the highest net rating that LSU will have scored a win over in their pre-conference play, or their non-conference play this year. So you get this win over Furman. Their net ranking coming into this ball game was 20, 25 or 27. It was right there in the middle 20s. I, this is going to be one of those games because I think Furman's going to go into their conference. They're going to win a whole, but they'll, they'll soar past 20 wins, obviously. And, you know, they, they may, by virtue of their, their win over Villanova, I mean, they, that could be a team that ultimately gets an at-large bid if they don't win their conference tournament. Like, they could be a bid stealer. Furman, this Furman team could. So, you know, this is one of those games that because you got this win and you got it as convincingly as you did, you know, 75 to 57, you win this game by 18 points, you know, the committee, you know, come tournament time is going to look at this win and go, oh, that's a really good win. You know, that's, that's a, again, on paper, you don't look at it and think Furman's going to be a great win, but the metrics are going to prove that this year, that this is a really good win for this LSU basketball team. So uh, a fantastic night for LSU, for Will Wade, for this team, a win they desperately needed. They got a week off now. They'll play again next Friday at the PMAC. Um, <clears throat> against ULM, which is not a great basketball team. But, you know, they'll beat ULM, and then after the new year, uh, they'll be into conference play, and they'll t- they'll open up at home against Alabama, which is really struggling right now. So, you know, LSU has a chance out the gate if you look at its schedule. You know, save a trip to Bud Walton Arena in Arkansas, which is always a tough place to play, even though Arkansas lost this week on this home floor uh, to Georgia Tech. Um it, it, they got a chance to open up, you know, probably five and zero in conference play, or maybe four and one in conference play. So th- this is a team that has a chance now over the next three weeks to reassert itself as the team we thought they were going to be when the season tipped off. So a really, really, really nice win, and back-to-back nice wins for LSU going out to Vegas, getting the neutral side win against St. Mary's, and then really controlling the game uh, from from you know just from. From horn to horn, man, from opening tip to the closing horn, uh, th- there was only two lead changes in the ball game. Uh, you know, Furman led early and never led again. So, um, you know, uh, just a fantastic effort all the way around for, for LSU and something they can really build on. It is locked on LSU, your team every day. Uh, one quick step aside here. We come back. I want to talk again about a really, really quick, a, um, and we're going to be quick here today, as I mentioned, because it is late, but, as I'm recording this, uh, a, a really cool moment for an LSU walk-on uh, and also a former Tiger that uh, is getting his shot in the NBA. That's coming up. Locked on LSU, your team every day. Okay, we're wrapping up here. Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona. As always, we're brought to you by our friends over at Sling TV, sling.com slash locked on for your free seven-day trial, S-L-I-N-G, sling.com slash locked on for your free seven-day trial. If you're tired of paying for channels you don't watch, well, don't do that anymore. <laughs> try try Sling TV. If you've been thinking about cutting the cord, great opportunity to do that now, courtesy of Sling TV. Again, sling.com slash locked on. Sling TV, all the channels you want, none of the channels you don't. Uh, for your free seven-day trial, try sling.com slash locked on. Sling TV, a great sponsor here of uh, Locked On LSU and the Locked On Podcast Network. So, um uh, two things that I wanted to mention here before we get out of here. One, an awesome moment, as Will Wade announced on uh, on Friday, that um, the scholarship that was um, 
was held by Wade Sims, who of course was uh was tragically uh shot and killed earlier this year. Um uh has now been awarded to um uh, to Marshall Graves. And Marshall Graves is a uh, is a walk on. He now he he did not dress out in the game on Friday, turned his ankle uh in practice, but uh still a very special day. Um, of course, LSU could be, because it had the open scholarship uh, after you know, Wade Sims' death. Um, they were a lot you know, able to award that scholarship this year to a walk-on or to anybody on the roster. Um, and uh, Will Wade announced that that Graves uh, had signed his scholarship papers. So Marshall Graves, a kid from Baton Rouge, who's a two-year walk-on, uh, and actually Marshall Graves and Wade Sims were teammates at U High and then for two years at LSU. So it was, um, I thought really touching and really appropriate, uh, to see Marshall Graves, a kid who walked on, who's worked really hard with this basketball program, um, to earn that scholarship that was left vacant after, uh, after Wade Sims' death. So I, there, there's a, um, a very special sort of continuity there with, uh, with Wade's scholarship passing to another uh, former U High Cub and, and his teammate, both in high school and at LSU. So, um, uh, c- congrats to Marshall Graves, um, and, and certainly a, uh, a very, very touching tribute to, uh, to Wade Sims as well. So as cool as that was, uh, I, that, that certainly is, um, I, I'm sure a very proud moment for everybody involved. Also a very cool day for, uh, for Brandon Sampson. I told you we were going, uh, told you we were going basketball heavy on this podcast today. But uh, Brandon Sampson, who had absolutely been lighting up the uh, the NBA uh, G League, was averaging 17 points a game up until this point in the season. Uh, Brandon Sampson has been signed by the Chicago Bulls. So, you know, it was um, a little, I don't want to say controversial, but it was sort of a questionable decision in the minds of some when, uh, when Brandon Sampson decided to forego his remaining eligibility at LSU and, uh, and for the NBA draft. He went undrafted, obviously, as we know, but, uh, he had been in, uh, Rio Grande with the Valley Vipers and he had been tearing it up. Um, played 18 games in the G League. Uh, he had signed a two-way contract with the Bulls today and he had, uh, scored 21 points for Rio Grande, which, uh, the Valley Vipers. So a great start to the season for Samson had been averaging 17 points. Nearly five rebounds and four assists a game, playing 32 minutes a game. Um, Samson's one of those guys that, you know, last year you kind of wonder how different, well, certainly his year and how different LSU's year as a whole might have gone if Samson, if you remember, hadn't gotten hurt. He, he turned his ankle in like the first minute of the Notre Dame game out in Maui and then just was, was absent for a long time. Tremont Waters emerged and then when Samson came back, he just sort of just struggled to, to assimilate into what LSU was doing, but you knew he was a guy at at 6'5", 184, with the ability to defend the perimeter and shoot and score and create his own shot, that he was a pro. Like, he was going to get paid. We talked about this all last year, that Samson was a guy that was going to get paid to play basketball, be it, you know, be it in the NBA or the G League or somewhere overseas. Like, he he has a pro game, and it's evident. You know, he went to the G League and was tearing it up, much like Antonio Blakeney did. Blakeney got his shot in the NBA, took advantage of it, and it stuck. And now it looks like Brandon Sampson is going to have that same opportunity. So congrats to uh, Baton Rouge native and former LSU Tiger Brandon Sampson on getting an opportunity to sign a two-way contract with the Chicago Bulls. So that's going to do it for us. It is Locked on LSU, your team every day. Thank you so much for listening. As always, as I ask every day, if you found this podcast, however you found it, 
uh, whatever podcast platform, please subscribe. That is just a massive help. However you can help us spread the word, that is awesome. If you can retweet it, if you can share it on Facebook or LinkedIn or however you found this on a, a, a social platform, just a big, big help. So many, many thanks uh, for being here. Hope everybody has an awesome, very Merry Christmas. If uh, if there's any news that breaks that's relevant uh, for us to do the podcast on Monday or Tuesday on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, we will certainly do it. Um, it's it's nothing for me to record it, but uh, you know, if there's – if there isn't uh, content we feel necessary or relevant to do the podcast on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, we'll just take those days off and, and resume on Wednesday. But in the meantime, have an awesome weekend and a very, very Merry Christmas. This is Locked on LSU, your team every day.